0: 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Y'all believe that tonight? He's a new creature. Old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. You know, I come to I was going to preach out of Psalm 68 tonight, but when the youth choir was singing, I tell you, the Lord just laid this on my heart, so I'm going to do this tonight and just mind the Lord. Because you never know what God may be doing in somebody's heart. And uh, I, I want to just give you some verses of scripture. But I want to not just give you some scripture. I want to give you something tonight uh, that's hopeful will help everybody. And you can take home with you. And I'll give you that in just a minute. But 1 John chapter 5 and verse 11. You know, it's not hard to know if you're saved tonight, is it? It's not, it's not complicated. Uh, flesh, man, we complicate salvation. I say the flesh well, when I say we, but it's not hard to know if you're saved tonight. First John 5 and verse number 11 says, uh, verse 11 said, this is the record that God hath given unto us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. Now, it's pretty simple, isn't it? He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. I want to tell you something. I don't look at people's lives as far as what they do, what they don't do. None of that makes you saved and none of that makes you lost. Amen? But I'll tell you, the, the, the overwhelming evidence as to whether or not you're saved is if you have spiritual life in you tonight. A spiritual man that is saved, he's alive to the things of God. Just like he sung that song, Somebody Touched Me. Amen. The old songwriter said, Somebody touched me. It must have been the hand of the Lord. Amen. Amen. If you've ever been touched by God spiritually in salvation, there's life on the inside. He that hath the Son hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. He's dead. Ephesians 2 and verse number 1, And you hath he quickened, hath made alive, who were dead in your trespasses and sins. Yeah. If you're lost tonight, you're dead spiritually to the things of God. Yeah. What that means is you can sing the songs, you can go to church, and I know it's Wednesday night crowd, I'm just obeying the Lord, but you can go to church, and you can and you can go to Sunday school, and you can do all the things that everybody else does. The only difference is you're dead to those things. Right. You don't get anything out of it. It doesn't do anything spiritually because there's no spiritual life. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Now, if you're lost tonight, or if you're saved tonight, you can look back at a time in your life and see when you were spiritually dead, may have been raised in church all your life and went to Sunday school from the womb and and thank God for that. That's a good thing. And, And went to a good church and had family altar and read the Bible and all that stuff is wonderful, but there was no spiritual connection until life took place in your, in your heart. Amen? And it's not the outward things of the flesh that identify salvation but it's that hidden man, that inward man. If you're saved, there's life on the inside of you that he that hath the son hath life. He that hath not the son of God hath not life. He said, and these things have I written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life. i tell you good evidence or if you want good assurance of salvation just read through the book of 1 John over and over. You say, well I May not understand all of that. I tell you, it's not what you don't understand uh, that you have to worry about. But if you're saved, you'll understand enough of it that in there that's what'll help you, amen. And the Bible said, John said, These things have I written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life. Now, in chapter one, John made this statement. He said this, uh, he said that he's written these things that your joy might be full. Amen. So if you and I are gonna have to, if you and I are gonna have fullness of joy, you know where that comes from? It's from the assurance of knowing that you've been saved, amen? And I'm gonna tell you something, being saved gives you assurance uh, and it gives you the joy of that salvation, being able to pillow your head at night and know that you've been born again. The Bible said in John chapter number uh, 14 and verse number 27, Jesus said, uh, he said, peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. What does that mean? It means the world can only give you temporary peace. Isn't that right? They can't give you peace that's on your pillow at night, the world can't give you peace that'll see you through your tomorrows but Jesus said, the peace I give you is not as the world giveth unto you, he said let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid, amen, I'm talking about peace, uh, uh, my friend, in the midst of the storm, I'm talking about peace uh, uh, when you lay your head down at night you can know that you've been born again and know that heaven is your eternal home, amen and so he said, these things have I written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life. Amen. And listen, John said uh, in that same passage there, he that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life. And he said, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, notice this next phrase here, the Bible says, he heareth us. Is that right? And if we know that he heareth us whatsoever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we desire of him. Here's what I want to give you tonight. This is what God laid on my heart. I mean, I studied all day on Psalm 68, but it went dead on that second song. And God just said, I want you to, I want you to preach this tonight Amen. evidences of salvation. What's the evidence? What's the marks? of a saved person tonight. I'll give you four or five or six, whatever uh, I can find, amen, in my mind here that's in the Bible, not in my mind, but you know, that'll come to my mind is what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, Evidences, thing. you can write down, a checklist, and there's 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 many of them, more, way more than I could ever give you tonight of how to know if you're saved. I'm gonna tell you, the first evidence of knowing you're saved is right there in 1 John chapter five, and it's verse number 14, and it's answered prayer. Amen? You see, tonight, if you're saved, God answers prayer in your life. Now, I wouldn't tell you tonight, God has answered every prayer that I've ever prayed. I I mean, sometimes an answered prayer is not always a yes, isn't that right? Sometimes answered prayer is no. Sometimes it's you need to wait a little while. Sometimes it's yes. But then there's been prayers I prayed that God, He didn't give me an answer. He didn't even respond to that prayer uh, for whatever reason known unto Him. But I will say this tonight if you're saying you can look back in your life and know that God has answered prayer, you can see evidences of prayers. uh, that you have prayed. You say, well, how do you know that? Because this is the confidence that we have in him. If we're saved, this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Amen. Now, he'll hear the cry of a sinner. He'll hear the the lost uh, lost sinner as they call on him for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, But God uh, is not listening to those that are lost tonight because they're not praying. Amen. And those that do pray, Uh, the Bible said they pray uh, listen, that they might consume it upon their lust, amen, but can I tell you, we that are saved tonight and we that know the Lord, we can look back through our life and we can see where God answered prayer in our life in 1 Peter chapter 3, I think it's 1 Peter chapter 3, the Bible says that the face of the Lord is against them that do evil, he said his eyes are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers Say, Preacher, what's a mark of a saved person tonight? It's answered prayer. A second mark of a saved person tonight is Romans chapter eight and verse number one. Paul said, there is now therefore, there's now therefore, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. You say, Preacher, how do you know if you're saved? Number one, answered prayer. Number two, no condemnation. You see, tonight, you may not be able, and if you've been saved and been raised in church, you you ought to be able to do this, but if you've not been saved or not been raised in church or maybe you've just been saved a little while, you may not be able to show somebody the Roman's road of salvation or the John's road of salvation, but I'll tell you this much. If you've been born again, there is right now, he said, there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. I'm glad I could stand with the choir tonight and I could sing that song I'm not going to hell and something in my heart says amen amen and amen isn't that right but if you're not saved tonight you can sing that song until the cows come home but every time you sing it condemnation will fill your heart because you don't have it amen and I'm telling you if you haven't been born again listen a preacher can get up and he can preach a hard message on hell but there's no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus Jesus. Now, can a saved person get confused? Of course they can. i gonna tell you something about a saved person when they get confused. They can try and try and try to get saved. But they can't get it. You can't get it when you already got it. Isn't that right? That's pretty deep theology, isn't it? I mean, when you fill the glass to the rim, you can keep on pouring, but you can't get it no more full than it already is. Isn't that right? I mean, it's full. And I want to tell you, when you get saved, the Holy Spirit moves on the inside. Justification, therefore, being justified by faith, that's not our part. Well, I can't justify myself, and you can't justify yourself. That's God's responsibility. He said, therefore, being justified, Romans 5 and verse 1, by faith, we have peace with God. Amen. I'm telling you, when you get saved, I- Somebody can say, "Well, what happened to you?" I may not be able to quote them along a, a lot of chapters and verses as to as to why I got saved. but I'm telling you, listen. You can tell them you got saved. You know why? Because you get justified. There's now no condemnation when the Holy Spirit moves in. Thank God. There's peace and there's assurance and there's no more condemnation about going to hell. The old account is settled. And thank God, an evidence of being born again is that condemnation is rolled away. If every time the Word of God is preached about being saved, you start getting condemned, you probably need to be saved. Is that right tonight? And I'm not talking about comparing your salvation to somebody else's experience. I'm not talking about saying, well, you know, they this happened when they got saved, and that didn't happen when I got saved. That doesn't have anything to do with being saved, amen. If you read those salvation experiences in the Bible, every experience was different within itself. The Savior was the same. The way of salvation was the same. It's for by grace, by grace through faith. That's how they all got in. But the woman at the well had a different experience than what Paul on the road to Damascus had. But I'll tell you what they all had in common, the common denominator in all of their life is that condemnation was taken away Paul was no longer condemned that woman at the well was no longer condemned, Jesus told that woman in adultery, neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more you know what faith does it rolls that condemnation out and it puts justification on the inside, I'm talking about evidence of salvation, is that God answers prayer and there's no condemnation if you're saved tonight. Secondly, I think it's verse number 14 of Romans chapter eight. The Bible says this, as many as are led by the Spirit. I think that's verse number 14. As many as are as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Is that right tonight? You say, preacher, how do you know you're saved? Well, has God ever answered a prayer in your life? Preacher, how do you know if you're saved? Well, do you have Condemnation in your life. Every time a man of God preaches on hell, salvation, Jesus coming, do you start feeling condemned in your soul? Does the word of God, it either condemns or it convinces, amen? It it confirms what's in your life. And the Bible said, I think it's in verse number 14, there it is, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You say, preacher, how do you know if you're saved? If you're saved, you'll be led by the Holy Spirit. Isn't that right? You see the Holy Spirit, and we, we think about being led by the Spirit. A lot of times if we're not careful, we think about God leading us in some big things, you know. Uh, God telling us uh, some major will for his life. And I'm going to tell you, if you're saved, the Holy Spirit leads you every day. He leads you away from sin. He'll tell you, you don't need to do that. That's not right. If that's being led by the Spirit. Isn't that right? He'll, he'll put it on your heart to witness to somebody, to give somebody a track. That's being led by the Spirit. He'll burden you to pray for somebody. That's being led by the Spirit. The flesh will never tell you that. The devil never tell you to pray for somebody. The devil never tell you to give the gospel to somebody. Hey, the devil never tell you to seek God's will for your life. That's the leadership of the Holy Spirit in our life. Now, if you're lost tonight, you don't have that. He doesn't lead you. He doesn't guide you. You just go through life and you say things like this. Well, I want to do what I want to do. I want to do my way. I want to do my will. As soon as I can get away from here and get out of here, I'm going to do that. But same people have a desire to be led by the Holy Spirit and saved people are led by the Spirit of God. And we know a saved person can get out of God's will. They can grieve, they can quench, they can resist the Spirit. But I want to tell you tonight, if you're saved, you know what it is. Has the Holy Spirit ever led you? Does God answer prayer? Can you look back in your life and say, well, I've seen God answer prayer in my life. Can you look back in your life and say, well, preacher, I've not always lived like I should. I've not always done the things I, I, but I tell you, I can look back through my life and I remember when I was condemned, when I'd go to church and a man of God would preach and I'd get under conviction about my soul and condemnation was on me. Somebody could talk to me about getting saved and I, I in my heart of hearts, I didn't have peace, but I tell you, ever since I knelt and asked Jesus to save me or what, however that experience is, I, I, that condemnation is gone now and I know that I know that I know there's no condemnation. There's answer prayer. You've been led by the Holy Spirit. Can you say that tonight? Has the Holy Spirit ever led you? I'll tell you another uh, mark of salvation tonight is in 1 Peter chapter number two. 1 Peter chapter number two, the Bible says this. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Can I tell you tonight, those that are saved, another mark of salvation is that they have an appetite, a hunger for the word of God. Can I tell you about that baby tonight? That baby, that appetite, it's just automatic, isn't that right? Them hunger pains come. Hey, that baby cannot explain to you what it is to be hungry. It doesn't even know what all that is that's going on inside its body because it's just a little babe. It can't come to you and say, I'm hungry and I want something to eat. But it's that newborn babe. That newborn babe doesn't even have a language to be able to talk to its mother, but it has a cry and that cry is distinctive and that cry says, I'm hungry. It has an appetite. You know why that baby has an appetite? Because that baby's alive, amen? That baby's had an appetite ever since the day it had life in it. That was in the womb, somebody say amen. And in that womb, that baby nourished from its mother and that appetite is automatic. Can I tell you tonight, if you're saved, you have an appetite for the word of God, you have an appetite for preaching for teaching, for reading the Bible, amen. And what that means is you may not, and we should, but we may not always read the Bible like we should, but what it does mean is that when we start reading and we start feeding, there's a hunger, and when we don't, uh, there's, listen, there's a, that hunger is fulfilled when we do, there's a satisfaction, but when we don't read it, listen, we begin to starve spiritually because we're lacking that nourishment of the word of God. You know something about a dead man tonight? If you had a corpse laying down here in a casket, you know what you could do? You could could put a grill right beside that casket and you could fire that grill up and you could put the finest T-bone steak on it. Now, I know that's strange. But stranger things have happened, I promise you that. But you could fire that grill up And you know what you could do? You could get that marinated steak and you could put it on it and you know what you could do? You could just just wave it over that corpse but he has no appetite for that food because he's dead. I see people in church sometimes they have no appetite for the things of God. If this is a social gathering, you won't make it you'll be miserable coming to church and one day you'll be gone. If all this is is just, just for you to come see friends and just just have something else to do, one day this will grow old to you. You'll just have to get through that preaching and through that singing. But when you get saved, you know what? You want to hear preaching, don't you? Funny thing, before I got saved, I ran from preaching, Amen. I mean, I didn't want to, I didn't want nothing to do with it, brother George. But after I got saved and I started listening, to it, I thought, man, that I, that kind of helps me a little bit. You know how it helped me? It was feeding, amen. And that Word of God will feed your souls. What it'll do? It, that teaching will feed your soul. Does the flesh ever get tired and weary from reading the Bible? Sure, it does. We know that. But you know what? If you go ahead and not listen to the flesh and open the Bible and start reading it, you won't have to read too long. And you know what'll happen? You'll start getting hungry, amen. Have you ever sat down at the table and? Said, uh, maybe told your wife or told somebody, well, I'm really not hungry, but you know, it's supper time, so I'll just sit here and I'll just kind of pick at my food. I'll just eat a little bit. And before you know it, you done ate a whole plate and you're going back for seconds, amen. And you thought you wasn't hungry. You know what? There was an appetite. There was a desire. There was a hunger. And what I'm saying is when you get saved, uh, there is a hunger. There is an appetite. There is a desire for the Bible, for the word of God. Uh, And if you're born again, you love the word of God. God, amen Now I love singing don't you But sometimes you can just sing too much Can I get a witness on that I, We don't around here I don't think so But I've been in churches where they'd sing it to death I mean and it wasn't even good It'd been good, it'd been. I mean it would have helped If it had been good singing Brother Wells But uh, it's terrible And they're just singing and singing I'm thinking Lord I'd, I had a burden I lost a burden I got it back and I lost it again And I think that, Lord, I mean, sometimes you've got to pray not to get in the flesh. I thought, Lord, if he calls on one more person to sing, I'm going home. I'm just going to the house. But you can sing. But I'll tell you something. If if you're saved, the preaching of the Word of God, that's the main course, isn't it? There's no substitute for preaching. The Bible says that God hath manifested His Word through preaching. Thank God for preaching tonight. You have a hunger for the Word of God. The answer prayer, no condemnation, led by the Holy Spirit, a hunger for the Word of God. Let me give you another one. You're going to have to do a Bible study and find this one because I can, tell you, I can tell you the neighborhood it's in, but I can't give you the address right now. Amen. I think it's 1 John 2 or 1 John 3. If you find it, I want to know. Amen. The Bible says we know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. Amen. We know that. We know we have passed from death unto life. The transaction's been made because we love God's people. That's not some fickle love where people just say, well, I love the church. You know, Brother Danny, I I love what, yeah, I love Bible. You know, I know somebody says they love this church, but they hadn't been here in 10 years. And I'm not exaggerating. They even say I'm their pastor, but I hadn't seen them in 10 years. Now, what do you think about that and they'll talk about God and everything else but but they don't go to church now I'm not talking about people physically that can't and and providentially hindered I I mean something could happen to somebody and they get homebound and they can't come to church but you know what I just started praying for that person about a year ago I said dear God they're lost and they don't even know it he said preacher y'all not pray that way I don't know any other way to pray for somebody says they're saved and says they love God and they're right with God and yet they hadn't darkened the door of a church in 10 years. I'm telling you, I think they're deceived. I don't think they're saved because saved people love the brethren. Saved people want to go to church. And can I tell you something about saved people? Even when they physically get where they can't go to church, they hate that. They miss it more than anything. And they'll they they they'll read their Bible. They'll listen to singing and they'll listen to preaching. But they always say the same thing. Preach. it just doesn't doesn't take the place of going to the house of God and being amongst the brethren. Amen. I'm talking about if you're saved you don't want to get away from this place. You can't wait to get to this place. Amen. You don't want to run from it. This is your crowd if you're saved. See if you're saved tonight I tell you a good way to know if that verse is true in your life. Here's a test. If you had a choice tonight listen to me, young people. If you had a choice tonight to choose this crowd right here to be with this crowd or you had a choice to choose to be with that crowd out there, if you could choose tonight which crowd you could be with, who do you most want to be with? Who do you most want to be like? I mean, I know I'm preaching to the Wednesday night crowd. Boy, I sure wished all them morning glories was here right now, don't you? We may make CDs and give it to them at Christmas time, amen. But you know what? I'm gonna tell you something. You ought to ask yourself that question. I've seen people in church, they're miserable when they're around church people. But you let them get around that worldly crowd, they liven up. You let them get around that crowd that that don't want to they don't want nothing to do with God and they want to listen to their rock music and they want to listen to their country music and they want to, they want to go out and live wild and do all kinds of perverted and wicked things and, and they, do, they don't want nothing to do with God. They want nothing to do, you watch them, it's like there's a, listen, you could put a thousand people in a room and you can put two lost people in that room and every 998 of them be saved. Brother George, you know what'll happen? Them two people will find each other. They will gravitate. You know why that is? Cause dead people they hang out with each other. Is that right? You don't find dead people down at Walmart. At least I hope you don't. <laughs> I've been through the aisles and it smelled dead a few times, but I don't go to Burger King. You won't never be standing in line. And I know we live in a day when people's crazy about zombies. God help, I wouldn't say I was a Christian and, 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 and promote that mess. Can I get an amen? The living dead, the walking dead, all that kind of stuff about, they're fascinated with death. I'm telling you, there's something wrong with people like that. If you're here tonight, I, I, I listen, if you're here tonight, you say, well, I kind of, I like that stuff, I watch that stuff. Listen, either you're not saved or you're so far backslid, you need to get in this altar tonight. Saved people don't have anything to do with demons. Amen. That's right. I knew somebody that they loved horror movies. Loved them. Said they say, but they love him. They love to watch evil. I'm gonna tell you something, friend. I I wouldn't want to watch that stuff tonight. It'd give me nightmares, wouldn't it? you? I have enough nightmares I don't need to watch horror movies. Every time I dream it's something terrible like that. Do you know something? If you're saved, you have a desire. You have a love. That's evidence of salvation. You want to be here. You want to be around God's people. Evidence of salvation. Let me give you one last one tonight. How to know if you're saved. How to know if you're saved. You love the brethren. You have a hunger an appetite for the Word of God. There's no condemnation. You've got that peace living on the inside. You're led by the Holy Spirit. There's answered prayer. God has answered prayer in your life. Let me give you one last one tonight and we'll be through. I want to say another evidence of salvation is 1 John chapter 5 and verse number 4. The Bible says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And I like the next verse, I'll have to read it to you, but I like the next verse in 1 John 5 and verse number 5. It asks the question here. It said, who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? I'm going to tell you another evidence of salvation is you can have victory over the world tonight. You know what that means? That means you're not a slave to this world That means you can say no to sin. Have I always said no to sin? Well, that's not, you know, that's not true. But what it does mean is that now that, thank God, there's victory. The Bible said in verse number four, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You take a man, before he got saved, he might have been a slave to alcohol. Or before he got saved, he might have been a slave to religion. Never drank, never smoked, never did any of those things, but just bound by his good works, just bound by his deeds, just always tallying up the things that that he or she could do and saying, well, I know I'm saved because I do this, this, and this, but that isn't what makes you saved tonight. What makes you saved is that Jesus lived, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside, that God, there's a relationship between you and him. There's life. On the inside, and the result of that life is that you don't have condemnation about going to hell. The result of that life, living on the inside of you, is that thank God He hears you when you pray, and there's answered prayer. The result of that life, living on the inside of you, is that the Holy Spirit leads you and directs you, and that the result of that life is you love the Bible, you love the brethren, and thank God the result of of that life on the inside is that that faith gives you victory to say, you know what? I don't want to live that way. I don't want to do those things. I, I don't want to go that path. I could go that path and in my own will I would but thank God there's something on the inside living. There's something living inside and it produces faith and it gives me victory to say no to drugs, no to rock music, no to country music, no to the things of this world. I'm talking about that's that victory, amen. I don't have victory over all the sin in my life. Pride can get in. Anything, jealousy, bitterness, anything can get in our life. Isn't that right? But here's the difference. You can go to the altar and say, Lord, I can't conquer this pride, but I'm asking you, would you help me? That's faith, isn't it? This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And God said, I'll help you with that. And if you're saved, He'll give you that victory over that sin. I want to ask you this question tonight. Do you know that you're saved? I I wouldn't never want to cause anybody to doubt. I'd never want to try to confuse anybody. I'd never want to try to, get, you know, I don't think there's nothing wrong with illustrations. But I'm careful with them illustrations. That that's not the premise of the message, that it's not a scripture out of context and just a story and put a lot of pressure on people to make a decision because most of the time that ends in nothing. Right. They don't ever get no peace in that. But what I want you to do tonight is look at your, look at your life, look at yourself, and look at the Bible. Have you, are you led by the Holy Spirit? Does God answer prayer? Is there now no condemnation in your life? Do you have a hunger for the Word of God? Tonight, do you love the brethren? And can you overcome this world? Do you have victory? Has there been victory in your life since you've been saved? Thank God I had not won every battle, but I have won some through Christ tonight. That's the victory. The Bible said the dog returns to its vomit, doesn't it? And the sow returns to the mire, doesn't it? You know why that is? There's nothing on the inside. That man cleaned and garnished that house, swept it, Jesus said, and it was clean as squeaky clean. But Them spirits came back and they came back seven times worse and the last state was worse than the first. You know what that is? That's reformation without salvation. You know the difference between the two? Salvation puts life in you tonight. Do you have that life? He that hath a son hath life. Let's stand tonight. Our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I pray if you're saved, the Holy Spirit give you tonight confirmation of that. And if you're not saved, this will be a good night to get born again while Brother Brian sings.